Welcome everybody to the Nurse Leader Network podcast. I have a question for you. You know, you all, all my listeners know my big focus is on wellness, but let's ask the question, why are nurses so dang sick? Why are they sick? Why are nurses overweight? There was a study that just came out and it talked about, you know, almost 50% of nurses being overweight or obese. Why why is that? We're the ones with the knowledge. We're the ones that know how to tell patients how to get better, but we are sitting here sick. Why is that? Stay tuned because you'll find out today on this episode of the Nurse Leader Network. Welcome to the Nurse Leader Network podcast with your host, Chris Racinos. Wherever you're going on your nurse leader journey, we're here to help you get there. All right. So today's guest is Fallon Lopez. She is a nurse wellness coach. Welcome to the show, Fallon. Oh my gosh. Thank you so much for having me. (laughs) Okay. So Fallon and I have, I'm going to say we go back on LinkedIn, like unofficially knowing each other. So we followed each other for like a year and just liked each other's stuff, but didn't comment. Um, And then finally we were in a meeting. Was it a Sunsiel meeting? I think it was a Sunsiel meeting. And I was like, why have we not connected? Um, we need to get it together. So we finally got our, it together and we are now on the nursing unit. <laughs> All right. So, you know, Fallon, tell me about your journey. How did you get into the wellness realm? How, where did your career start in terms of why did you decide to become a nurse? Yeah. Thank you so much for having me on there. I'm just going to have my fangirl moments. Oh, I love the Nurse <laughs> Leader podcast. Definitely so happy to be here. But um, yeah, so my nursing journey started um, first as an LVN. I, I, I'm from Houston, Texas. I grew up in a, well, not, not so great neighborhood. And so my parents, they automat- automatically pushed me to education do something with your life. Don't end up like the others. So I got into nursing, just a recommendation from my dad, do nursing. It's stable. It makes money. Go for it. I was like, okay, sure. Let's do it. (laughs) Let me find out, you know? Um, And I did, I really found out. Um, I went into the one year program at the LVN and I worked really hard. I ended up, you know, working in skilled nursing facilities and rehabs. And, you know, I was like, the youngest one there. There were so many other nurses that were senior seniority and did not look like me. And they encouraged me to continue on in my career. But I kind of had this like self-doubt, imposter syndrome. I was like, I'm good. I'm okay. Um, I ended up reapplying, going back for my RNBSN and I fell in love with critical care. That's where I first went. But I wasn't bold enough to get into ICU yet. I started doing critical care, like IMU, intermediate, the step-down units, learned so much. Um, I grew so much in my career. I was doing preceptorship, um, orienting, um, and charge nurse, and I got certified as a critical care nurse, but something was still missing. I just felt like my patients would, the same patients would come in. It was just this revolving door, and just, I, I felt something in my soul, pretty much like Fallon, you have to do something. This is not okay. Um, And then I had a close family member pass away from his um, struggle with um, diabetes. And so I was like, well, I know about 
working out. That was something that I used to, you know, cope in my nursing life. So um, I was like, let me get a personal trainer certification. So I did that. And also I did wellness coaching and slowly but surely this, this idea started to emerge like wellness, what is it about? Let me try it out. And so things started growing from there. It's just, it's just been a journey for sure. (laughs) A little bit. I I mean, it sounds like it's been a journey. Okay. So like, well, how did you make the leap from critical care to like, I actually need to start charging for my coaching now? Like where, how did that happen? What was that Um, moment? (laughs) Yeah. So, um, it took a lot of work because I, I struggled with nurse guilt. I don't know if anybody ever felt this, you know, I know there's mom guilt, leaving your kids and doing your own thing. You kind of have this guilt. It's kind of like that. I was like, struggling because I knew I wanted something more. I had been a nurse for about going on six years, seven years. I was like, okay, I need to grow. I didn't know exactly what to do. I didn't have a lot of mentors. And also I didn't know how to ask for help either. Like some help in this area. And um, so it really just happened um, from like, it took, it took a community. It took a, a lot of help. I had to invest in myself. I had to ask for help. And be really self-aware, like be really honest with my with myself. Like I want to make a change. I have to take the leap. I have to trust my instinct. I have to really um, practice what I was preaching. I was like wellness, health. I had to put in what I practice. And it's been a journey. I'm still learning. Um, you've talked about this before, the imposter syndrome coming up and things like that. It, it's so real. And I had to trust myself take the leap that it was going to be okay and slowly but surely invest in mentors, coaches. I got in therapy full time, like, you know, because that nurse guilt was heavy. It was really heavy. Like, why, why am I so scared to leave and do what I want? What's going to fulfill me? What's going to make me happy? So, yeah. Okay. I want to dig more into that. So, you know, you're mentioning that you did some investing in yourself, right? You did some mentoring. How did you decide? who to choose as a mentor and how did you get them? Like, did you knock on somebody's door and be like, Hey, you're kind of cool. Like be a mentor. Yeah. So I'm still like in the process. Um, but, um, I had to be vulnerable. I had to, you know, uh, first take some self inventory. Okay. What do I need help with? You know? Okay. I'm very self, like I'm insecure. I'm kind of shy. Like I know I want, I'm going to have to be teaching people. I'm going to, you know, be presenting. So what do I need to work on? You know? Um, and so I tried to find people that were doing that. Um, and it took a close friend of mine to help me see that he was like, you know, you have to go and be with people that are doing, that are doing what what you want to do. So I did research. I just went online and I started listening to podcasts. I, I had to be, you know, around different circles than what I was currently in. And it was uncomfortable, you know, because nobody around me are very few, I would say very few were like, you know, trying thinking outside the box of nursing. Um, And like I said, I didn't know how to ask for help. So I wasn't naturally just in those circles of people that were, you know, trying to invest in themselves. So I listened to podcasts, I started buying books. And that led me into finding different people. I started getting on social media, social media has been great, you know, it, it can be positive, it does have negative and positive sides to it. But I used it as a positive thing and started networking. And that was something that I had no idea how to do. Coming from where I come from, you're, you're, you don't really, you're, you can't be like too friendly, if that makes sense. Um, 
networking and talking to people, it's, it's a little bit frowned upon. And I feel like nurses, sometimes we have a hard time of supporting each other too. So it was, it was a little bit out of my comfort zone. Um, I did find some, some support groups and Sanciel has been a great like addition to my journey, like just getting out of the box. Cause every time I go to I know nothing. I am like astounded. I'm like, I don't, I don't have all these letters behind my name, you know, but I'm like, they're doing things and I need to be in that circle, you know? So it takes some getting out of your comfort zone for sure. Yeah. Okay. So we've said Sanciel twice and I'm sure there's listeners who have no clue what that is. What is Sanciel Fallon? Sanciel Society of Nurses, um, innovators, uh, I want to say educators and leaders. So it's, it's one of those. <laughs> awesome. But, and what is it? Oh, yes. So this society is uh, uh, put together by um, some wonderful people. I'm so glad to be a part of it. So it's a, a, so a group, uh, a society of nurses that are innovators, that are thinking outside the box, that want to make an impact. And they're leaders and they're, you know, uh, challenging the way we look at just nursing just being one way. Like there's so many ways for nurses to be involved and to be um, really make their impact. And it's it, it changed my view a lot. You know, once I heard Rebecca Love speaking, I was like, that's what I've been feeling this whole time. Like this is where I need to be. So a little bit about Sanciel. Awesome. Thank you. That's a, that was our commercial for Sanciel. You're welcome. <laughs> yeah. All right. Um, okay. But back to the show. And honestly, that really wasn't a commercial. It was just because we're both members and and we both have had, I think, tremendous networking opportunities, you know, in terms of just meeting other like-minded nurses that are saying enough is enough. Like we need to have boundaries. We need to take care of ourselves and we're not going to continue like this anymore. Now, you mentioned, oh my God, so many like really great nuggets around, you know, changing your circle. And you know, I, I had a, a friend of mine, he's in the mastermind of mine, uh, make a comment. And he was like, you are the average of the five top people that you hang around. But it's true, right? You're the, the average of the top, the, the five people that you're closest to. And I realized that too, when I began to leave like the bedside type of roles that I had into entrepreneurship, that people just did not get me. There was a lot of people that were like, are you crazy? What is wrong with you? You're going to leave? Like, why would you leave? You know, so they didn't get me. And and um, that's really true. Now, that being said, when we think about being the average of the top five people around us, when we look at wellness, that can also contribute to the state of where we're at, right? So if we're around a bunch of like pessimistic, unhappy, burned out people all the time, like we take that negative energy in um, and carry with it, you know, that burden with us every day. So let's talk about why, why do you feel that nurses are in the shamble that we're in? Why are we so sick? We're sick physically. We're sick mentally. We're, I mean, we are a sick bunch of folks right now. Yeah, no, I agree. I was, when you asked that earlier in the, in the podcast, I was like, well, what kind of sick you're talking about? Because we are definitely sick and tired. <laughs> sick uh, and, yeah, we're know, sick and tired too. <laughs> physically, uh, emotionally, spiritually. And sometimes we just, we just hold our head down and we just continue to go because, you know, that's what we do as nurses. We just continue to, they toss us low staffing. They just send us all kind of patients. They're just more mandates, more policies, more things. And we just, we just sometimes keep our head down. We just keep going. 
And I find that, and you've said this before too, nurses, we're overachievers sometimes. We are just like, we have to do, we have to make an impact. We have to, you know, be a certain way. And I feel like a lot of us get into nursing with a type of mindset already. Like, and honestly, um, we have our own, our own things that we deal with our own baggage as well. You know, why are we such overachievers? Why do we come into nursing or healthcare period with this type of mindset? Like I have to serve, I have to give, I have to, I have to make an impact. I have to, you know, do all these things. It's a very selfless job, you know, a very selfless career. So I feel like, you know, we come into nursing with these mindsets and, you know, um, poor boundaries, unhealthy boundaries, you know, not very self-aware of the fact that we have poor boundaries, you know, and a lot of limiting beliefs. And it just, it sets us up for a lot of the the burnout that we're having. And not to say that it's not just not, not the, not the environment, but I like to put it a lot on the person itself, you know, because we can blame everything, you know, short staffing, they don't listen, the management are rough. Yes but you can also respond, you know, you can also take action, make changes, you know, and sometimes we just, we get in a state of either we just hold our head down and keep going. It's just like, we're in our comfort zones. And we don't, we don't know how to think outside the box. Or like you said, like we're around other people that, oh, well, the grass isn't green on the other side. It's not, you know, those type of people, but like the grass is green where you water it, right? So it's like, you have to be able to like pivot when the time is necessary. And sometimes we're, we're the type A's, we got to have it this way, this way, this way, this way. And it's scary to change, you know, like, what if you go somewhere and it's worse? What if you go somewhere and you don't like something? But we the, the crazy thing is nurses, we have the power, you know, we can, we can take charge. And I think um, that that's that idea, that mindset has really driven me to do what it is that I'm doing, you know, once we're able to tap into that power, it's just, it's just an amazing thing. (laughs) Yeah. So talking about tapping into the power, when your clients come to you, where are they at? Like, is it that they are just beginning to understand that there's something else out there? Are they completely just burned out and want to like get rid of nursing? Like, what is your, what are you finding amongst the folks that are seeking you out? Yes. So definitely, um, I, I know they're, there are nurses that are burnt out. It's just burnout, complete PTSD, burnout. Um, just like those people, I, I have them in my group. So I'll have I have a Facebook group, um, a community, and this is where you know I you know I into them when they're at this stage when they're very burnt out, and it's like I know I need to change. It's still head knowledge. It's like I know what I need to do, but do I really believe it? They're still at that head knowledge portion and they're not really at that heart knowledge where do I believe it? And so, you know, I, I'm, they come to me in this love, you know, they're drawn to me or I reach out to them or, you know, we get, you know, through whatever social events, freebies that I have they they, they come in through this stage, you know, burnt out here. I nurture them in the group, in the community. I offer support, you know, different events that I do in my community. And then on the other hand, there's the nurses that are ready to take action. The nurses that are like tired, they're like, okay, these, these, these diets that are out here, you know, like I, I want to get healthy. I don't know how, but these diets out here, this, you know, because we're human too. We, we fall into that trap, like quick fixes. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, but they're here like, you know, 
these quick fixes, the diets, intense workouts, the crazy expectations that we put on ourselves or the pressure from society, all of these things, they're not helping me. Like I'm burnt out. Like I need to come from a different place. And so I have those nurses that are ready. They're ready to walk in abundance and in love versus like a restrictive diet tribe or diet fad, you know? And so those are mainly the, t- the two. And I, I do talk to a lot of nursing students as well. Um, just they're like, hey, I see that you're preparing, you're telling me the tr- truth. And you know, so I get a lot of nursing students that are curious, you know, how do I prepare, which is good. Yeah, it's good. And it's also like scary that they know that this is what they're walking into, right? Like what other profession do you graduate with, like expecting to be stressed and burned out? Where do you see the change in the nurses that go from like really just kind of maybe talking about it versus like taking action? Like what needs to happen? So if there's a nurse out there who's listening and she's like, I know it, I know that I'm tired. I know that these things shouldn't happen and I'm too tired to even deal with it. Like what do they need to begin to do to get into that stage where they're ready to take action? Yeah. And I love that you asked this question. Um, I literally like, you know, like I told you, I, I have those nurses that are like, they're there, they're just head knowledge right now. And, you know, how do I make it turn into a belief, you know, that, that heart knowledge, and it's really the disconnect. Like, why is there a disconnect, sis? And this is how I talk to my, to my, to my clients in the group. And I'm like, why is there a disconnect? Is it that you don't believe you deserve to be taken care of? You don't believe that it'll work for you. It's really like a deeper issue. It's a sign that something else is going on, that you need additional help and it's okay to ask for help. So really asking those questions of yourself, like, why is it just staying like, I need, I know what I need to do, but I'm not going to do, I'm lazy. I'm lazy. And that's something that I hear. Well, why, how do you know, but then you don't do, is it that you don't feel like you deserve it? Like, you know, you don't deserve help and healing. What is the disconnect there? You know, why are you feeling this way? And um, walking them through that process. And it, it takes a lot of self-evaluation and I've done it in myself too. I'm still doing it every day, you know, but it helps, it helps to have that support group that, you know, that person to keep you accountable. Yeah, for sure. I know. I mean, that's how support groups are work, right? Like we have all these like alcohol anonymous, all these different anonymous groups and, you know, breast cancer support group. Like that's just how it works, right? We, as humans, we thrive on community. It's part of what helps build our purpose. And so I can see how a community like that would really help lift, right? Maybe that's your top five there that are um, beginning to move out of the burnout stage with you. Once you get to the state of action, what kind of like tips or tricks do you give clients um, to help them power through and, and, you know, really progress on their wellness journey? Yeah. I mean, for me and in my own journey, just knowing that it's, it doesn't have to be like a perfect balance. Some days, you're not going to get anything done. You might get one thing done on your wellness journey. You might just drink water, you know, enough water that day. You might just be able to show up with a smile. But the thing is, like, it's an everyday process. And so I help nurses with their habits. That's that's something that, you know, I do with my business. 
creating healthier habits, it's mindset, self-care, it's spiritual growth, all those things, because we're creating new habits, you know, for so long, you've been in unhealthy habits or habits that didn't sustain you. So for 30 plus years, however you are, you've been one way. So now you're creating new neural pathways, you're creating new neurogenic cells. So it's going to take time to create those pathways, but it only happens after repetition, repetition, and not just like a a mindset of like being strict on yourself. You know, if you're too strict on yourself with your diet, with your exercise, um, and if you're really harsh on yourself, like you're not going to see change. You need to create that space for, you know, love and appreciation and gratitude and abundance while you're going out in your wellness journey. So definitely, you know, every day, you know, you're going to have to work on it, but it's okay. You know, it's okay to work on it. It's okay to create your life or your work-life flow, your work-life integration versus like a perfect balance. So I think that's uh, definitely one tip that I'll share. Like you said, community is so important. We're made for community. We are made to grow together. Um, And of course, you know, having those safe spaces to share and be vulnerable, like the great Brene Brown says, you know, Leaders, you know, that's what we have to do it to um, to be great leaders. We have to be vulnerable. But at the same time, you have to become that safe space for others. So doing the work for yourself too. you know, having community and being the safe space and community that, you know, others need to grow as well. Um, I think those would be like my top two. Yeah, I think when I think you're like so correct about having a perfect balance that we tend to see. Um, like I, number one, I hate the term work-life balance. Like there's no such thing as work-life balance. It's you, they're not going to get to a point where you're like, oh, I'm perfectly holding both of these dishes up at the exact same level. And there's not going to teeter. Like, it's not really a work-life balance. It's more of like, where are you at on the continuum today? Um, so I really appreciate that you're, you know, you're sharing that you don't have to like achieve balance. And then I think the second part is right. It's like ebbs and flows. So mm-hmm. you might, be great on the journey today. And then, you know, tomorrow, not, not really be great. How, how is a nurse supposed to, or how can they begin to love themselves if some of that self-love has died? You know, I, I see it as we just allow the burnout to continue to happen and can happen. And as we're trying to give ourselves grace with knowing that there really isn't a, a balance in play, it's more of a, you know, continual process. Like how do we begin to give ourselves that grace? Yeah, I mean, it's definitely a process, an everyday thing. But for me, um, evaluating how I talk to myself, like how I really treat myself. And, um, you know, they say self care, you know, is very important. It's literally, you know, your how you care for yourself. How are you talking to yourself? How do you treat yourself? How do you present yourself to others? You know, like, how do you talk about yourself to others? And when, when you're trying to increase self-love, you know, and grace and things like that, you have to be really honest about like things that you do say to yourself. I just, I just don't have enough time. Well, well, why is that? You know, um, getting deeper with those questions are those statements that come up, you know, like, I just don't have time. I'm too lazy. Why, why, why do you, why do you feel that you're too lazy? Um, or did you not sleep enough at night? You know, why didn't you sleep enough at night? 
Are you, you know, are you drinking enough water? Really checking in with yourself um, and just being more self-aware, mindful, you know, and people, I've brought this up many times and people think, or nurses think, you know, because we're busy, you know, we're go, 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 that it's an overly complicated process. Like you have to sit there, meditate, close your eyes, deep breathe. And I do that right now, though, while you're talking. And it's perfect, right? You can. <laughs> but for people that are on the go and they're like, you know, nurses that I work with in ICU, they're like, I don't even have time to pee. I don't even have time to go to the restroom. I don't even have time to breathe. I have to save this person's life. You know, it's like, okay, you deserve the time. Make the time to just right there where you're at. Take a mindful moment. And this is something that I do. I, right before I go into a patient's room, right before I pick up the phone, I check it. And I'm very connected to my faith. I won't say I'm a Christian or anything like that. I feel like Christians have gotten a bad rap. But I do say I walk by faith. I do believe in a higher power. And so for me, connecting to my higher power, God, and in those moments, like it's quick. And it's like a prayer. It's a thought. It's just a, a reflection. Lord, are you with me? Do you hear me? Help me. I can't do this on my own. And it's like, okay, then I'm able to move forward. Then I'm able to muster up a little courage, but definitely just being really like self-aware, taking those moments to check in. It doesn't have to be an overly complicated process. You can get to that mindfulness meditation moment where you're like, you know, there for hours, but if you're at, busy at work or something, you know, just taking a moment to just breathe. And yeah. Yeah, yeah I agree. There's, um, I am doing these resilience courses right now. And um, one of the techniques they have you do when you're just like have an extreme amount of overwhelm is um, I'm totally blanking on what it's actually called the technique. But basically what you do is you pick a color and you name three things that are of that color and it snaps you out of like whatever you're doing and gets you to be more present about what's going on. And then from there, you know, there's other things you can do, but that literally takes two seconds. Like you yeah. could, you could even go to the bathroom or if you don't have time to the bathroom while you're at the nurse's station, like just say, okay, yeah. green, let me find three things that are green. And it like just takes your focus off and helps to reduce some of that anxiety in like a super short amount of time. So I totally agree. It does not take any length of time. I have people ask me a lot, like, Chris, you've got a lot going on. You have a lot of kids you know, like, how do you make time for that? I, I was writing, a, I'm writing a book right now. And I had a couple of people ask, like, how do you have time to write the book? And I told them I make time for what's important. Um, and so I think that's really the big mind shift is that we think that all of these things are important, our patient, right? We can't let the patient die. But if you're not given to yourself first, you're not going to show up the best that you can for that patient. And so I remind myself, Hey, like you got to give to yourself first, because if you don't, you're not giving your, the whole you to others mm -hmm. when it's time to give to others. So I think that's important. And then, then finally, to reflect on your comments around self-talk, like we all know we talk the worst to ourselves. Like that is, is what it is, but, but we don't think about that. And a couple of days ago, I, I don't remember what I was doing, but I did something and I think I like burned my finger and I was like, oh, you're so stupid. Like I said that out loud. And my three-year-old was like, mommy, you're not stupid. And I was like, oh my God, like what, what kind of role model am I teaching? I'm teaching my kid to talk bad to herself, right? So like, we don't even realize these little things. Like I, did I mean I was stupid? Like, no, but I said it. And then when you say things, right, you begin to have these feelings. And then I showed 
my three-year-old, it's okay to talk negatively to yourself. So I think those are really great points about catching yourself or even having people help you. Like if you, you know, say, Hey, I'm on this journey. Like if you hear me talking negative to myself out loud, like call me on it. And then taking those moments a couple of times a day to just say, Hey, let me reflect on like, how have I talked to myself today? Have I talked to myself the way that I would talk to others? Like probably not. And one thing that my therapist told me, she's like, write down those thoughts that come up, you know, as we're going through the day, have like a little journal or somewhere where you can like write them down. Um, and that way you can actually like hold yourself accountable. And those, those thoughts, those beliefs that limit you, you can actually then start to work on them and rewrite. And it does, it, t- it takes some ah, real self-love to do it. You have to just, hey, it's an ugly thing that I thought, you know, like that's, I'm stupid or, you know, just for one example, like, you know, we don't want to think that way about ourselves, but it's like, well, where did that come from? Why, why did I think that about myself? Like, you know? Yeah. I would never like call, if I saw somebody burn themselves, I would never be like, oh my God, you're stupid. (laughs) So like, why would, why is that acceptable? Right? Exactly. Exactly. Why would we talk to ourselves like that? If we wouldn't even say that to somebody that we loved, you know, like somebody that is hurt or going through something. So Yeah. Well, listen, Fallon, it has been um, awesome. I'm really glad to see the work that you're doing. I can't wait to see how you progress. If folks want to find out more about you or your Facebook group, where can they find you? Yes. So you can definitely check out my website, areyouwell.com. You can also find me in um, Instagram, LinkedIn. I live in Facebook on my Facebook group. So if that's where you want to, you know, have more one-on-one time with me or just get more support in a community environment. Definitely go to my Facebook group. It's called the Nurse Wellness Community. And I think you'll have that linked for them later. Yeah. So definitely if you want to reach me in in a more um, closer space, the Facebook group is where it's at. And you can find all of those links on my website, rul.com. So it's R, the letter R. Yeah. And then U is spelled out U and then well.com. Awesome. Well, this has been great. Thank you so much, Fallon. I had a blast. Oh my gosh. Thank you for having me. (laughs) Bye. Bye. 